Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I want to dive into and that is seven quad muscle growth training tips. But first, before I dive into that, I just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. If you have just focused on weight loss in the past and instead you want a body recomp, then my one-on-one online coaching program is for you. I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my body recomp training, nutrition, and lifestyle methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one or two bottlenecks outside of the initial nutrition targets and training split training that we figure out that are keeping you from seeing the results that you want to see. And these typically hold people back more than they think. And so with coaching, we're really able to dive into that and see, you know, what what your limiting factor is. And we do this through check-ins, regular feedback with clients. And that's how we get to the very personalized individual service there with that. So if you're interested in learning more, you can book a free 30-minute call. The link to that is in the show notes, or you can reach out to me on Instagram and ask me more questions, or you can f- click the link in the in the my in the show description and you can find out more about the coaching program, what I offer and whatnot. If you want to learn more about a body recomp, what it is, how to do it, I have my free masterclass on this topic, and you can find the link to that in the show notes. Next, if you haven't yet, give me a follow on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H, and underscore, and that's where I'm most active on social media. I post the most content there, and it's the easiest to reach out to me there. And then lastly, if you found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review, and that will help more people find this podcast as well. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. Like I said, I want to talk about quad muscle growth training trips, tips. So if you're not happy with your quad definition, and this is a very common thing that I hear for men and women, I would say more so women in general, but I do hear it both ways. It really comes down to two things. One, you need to build more muscle. And at some point you probably need to decrease your overall body fat levels to show off that muscle. In most situations, in most situations, clients that come to me, they do need a combination of both, right? But they really underestimate the building muscle side of things, right? So let's go back to what I talked about earlier about the just losing weight. That's what people think that they need to do. And that probably is part of the process at some point, but if that's your only focus, you are going to hold yourself back here and not see the definition that you want. So we also want to build muscle. And I feel like Within that process, people do make some very common mistakes with their quad training to build muscle in them. Again, the same principles are going to apply for your quads as they would for any other muscle group. However, there are some very specific things to the quads that I see here, and so I want to go over those. All right, so the first thing here is do more than just back squats. So I'm sure you've heard this before, like just do squats. That's all you need to grow your legs. And they are going to grow your quads, but for some people, back squats aren't a great choice. Okay. It may not, maybe you just don't like it. It's challenging. It's hard to get the, to get in good position to, in, in terms of where the bar's at, maybe it hurts your shoulders. Maybe when you do it, you feel it more in your glutes or knees, right? You don't really feel it in your quad. So to me, that's probably not the greatest quad exercise for you. So the good news is we have many other exercises that you can use there with that, right? So 
back school. You can use lunges, you can leg, leg press, hack squats, pendulum squats. We have a lot of different tools in the toolbox, especially when it comes to building muscle. Now, if you are trying to say you're a power lifter and you are trying to improve your squat, then you are going to want to include some back squats. But if your goal is to just build some muscle, then you don't need to do back squats. And again, we have many different options like I just talked about. Also squat patterns in general. So again, things like leg extension or sorry, leg press, hack squats, pendulum squats, things like that. They don't do a great job of hitting the rectus femoris. And this is the muscle in the middle of your thigh. So we want to do exercises, things like sissy squats, leg extensions, Nordic curl, uh, reverse Nordic curls. Like these are some solid options that will hit your rectus femoris muscle where squat patterns aren't great at doing that. So the first big thing here is don't think like you just need to do back squats. If you're if that makes up the bulk of your leg training, look at changing it up slightly there. Number two, make sure you use progressive overload. Too many people just go for the feeling of working hard. They go for the pump, the burn, higher heart rate, sweating, et cetera, and just really feeling the muscle versus actually overloading, adding more weight, getting stronger over time. And the legs are easy one to miss out on that because leg training's hard. Having to do heavier weights can be challenging there with that. And again, doing those things aren't bad, like feeling the burn, the pump, working hard. But if you really want to grow your quads, you need to make sure you are doing more over time. So it's not just going for that pump and just going in there and getting a, a good burn. You are probably going to have to load up the weight on some things and make sure you're getting stronger. And you're probably going to have to do some weights that maybe you're a little uncomfortable with. But again, we want to make sure we do that here to get stronger over time. So make sure you use progressive overload in this process. I just see too many people not utilize this concept when it comes to their legs. Number three, work through a full range of motion and make sure you don't neglect the length and position. I know there's been a lot of talk around like length and partials and length and work. And I did my episode, I think it was episode 400 on long muscle length training. And again, probably overblown. Again, there's a time and place for them, but it's not, doesn't need to make up the bulk of your training. However, we do want to make sure that we're not skipping over this part of the range of motion, right? So like in a squat pattern, for example, the length and position would for the quads would be when you're near the bottom, make sure you're not skipping over this part, make sure you're not doing quarter squat, right? It's like, you're still going to see some muscle growth, but you're really limiting what you can do there with that. So you'd be better off getting, increasing that range of motion, spending a little bit more time in that length and position. Like I said, just avoid doing more weight on the squat or leg press and then shortening your range of motion and not going lower because of that. So we also have people that they take the concept of progressive overload maybe a little too far and then they add a ton of weight and now they're cheating on the reps and maybe they're missing out on the on this length and position. We want to find a good happy medium there with that. Work through a full range of motion, do some short work, shortened length work too, but just make sure you don't overlook or neglect the length and position um, there with that. Again, like I said, the most common things would be going low on the hack squat, on the pendulum squat, and on the squat. Now, you also don't need to go through these like crazy ranges of motion either. Work through a range of motion that feels good for you and that you can currently get through. Just make sure you don't skip out on that bottom portion. Number four, and this is a big one that I didn't do for a really long period of time, but use heel elevation. So again, when your heels are elevated, it helps you stay more upright and allows you to go deeper into a squat or lunge, leading to more muscle growth. And it, it helps push your knees forward, right? Which is going to the further away you get those knees from where that weight's at. Say you're in a back squat and you can get those knees to push forward. The further away they go from where the bar's at, you're gonna it's going to put more tension on the quads. And so this is going to help you really isolate your quads more, which is going to lead to more muscle growth. It's probably going to be harder. You might have to dial back weight on some things, but it will be worth it to do that. You can use a plate or you can buy a wedge for the safe option. Definitely. I would invest in some sort of heel wedge. And now you can start to do, you can do your hack squats with the wedge. You can do your 
back squats, front squats with it. You could do your lunges with it, right? You have a ton of different options there. Getting some sort of heel elevation can be super helpful and to really place more tension on the quads. Number five, work in the five to 15 rep range, 80 to 90% of the time. I think too much one to four rep range work for quads is good if you are more focused on max strength, right? We've talked about the difference between max strength and hypertrophy and how those things do start to veer off into opposite directions. However, too much work in the 15 plus rep range for the quads makes it more likely that your breathing slash cardiovascular system will be the limiting factor before your quads. And we know that when you kind of work in the 15 plus rep range, you need to get closer to failure and it can be really hard to get close to failure because of all the things that, again, the burn, your cardiovascular system being the limiting factor. Like it, it actually gets really hard to train in this 15 plus rep range because for those reasons, right? You end up staying farther away from failure. So it's again, you're not seeing no muscle growth, but you could be improving it if you get closer to failure. But the downside is that training in this 15 plus rep range is very challenging in general and with your legs, especially. And we know that based on the RAR, our research when it comes to lower body training people are generally a little bit further away from failure than they think so all these combined i think that five to 15 rep range is that sweet spot for quad training but again you can veer out of those rep ranges if you understand what we just talked about there but again i think 80 to 90 percent of your training needs to be in that five to 15 rep range there with that Number six, train to zero to three RAR most of the time. You want to make sure the quads are taken to within zero to three reps from failure most of the time. Again, you don't necessarily have to do this every single time. We want to try to get relatively close to failure from time to time. Too often, people leave too much in the tank for their quads. Biggest reason is, like I just mentioned, in the RAR research, lower body training, we tend to say we think it's one RAR. It's usually like two, three, four RAR um, with that. And it's just because it's challenging, right? Training lower body, it sucks. Anyone who's trained their lower body and pushed it, like the fatigue that comes with it, the burn, it, it is very challenging and it, it sucks. And you really have to push yourself through, right? It's systemically fatiguing. Like it, your whole body just feels worn out there with that. So yeah, make sure you are pushing yourself close to failure. So this might be something where if you're asking, okay, am I maybe pushing close enough to failure? You might want to try to push it another rep or two and see where you're at. You might surprise yourself there. However, I also think this does come down to a few things. One, poor exercise selection, only using squats, but other muscles slash cardio system becomes the limiting factor there with that. Again, it's like you might be pushing hard on your squats, but because it's a more of a compound exercise, there's a lot more things along the way that can break down that end up being the limiting factor. So it's like you might be pushing yourself to failure, but not necessarily your quads per se. So this is where, again, doing something like a hack squat can be helpful or a leg extension. It can get that a little bit more dialed in. So that is a downside of something complex like a squat is other things can become the limiting factor, even though you are like systemically or mentally getting close to failure. And again, maybe not using heel elevation. So maybe you're doing regular back squats and again, maybe it becomes a little bit more glute dominant. So again, it's close to failure. Maybe your glutes are getting close to failure, but your quads aren't. So again, that's where we can use a heel elevation that can help place more tension on the quads. And it's going to be more likely that you can take the quads closer to failure. And then again, working outside of the five to 15 rep range. So like I talked about, especially in that 15 plus rep range, it's going to be very challenging to get to zero to three RAR in the quads specifically. Again, basing this off of, hey, when we work in the 15 plus rep range, we probably want to get closer to failure. And then two, understanding that when you get go to 15 plus reps, it's just generally very challenging. It's hard. A lot of people, it's uncomfortable. And then on top of it, we throw in the fact that leg training in the 15 plus rep range exacerbates all those things that can be an issue if a bulk of your training is made up of that rep range there with that. 
And I've had many clients where we had to get them in that more five to 10 rep range and really get some form feedback. And hey, you got a couple of reps in the tank, you need to push that. And that made a massive difference in their quad growth. Number seven, and the last one, limit doing more than eight to 10 sets per workout or like 10 to 20 sets per week. A big mistake I see made with quad training is just doing too many sets per week in one workout, right? I think this leads to a lot of junk volume. And maybe this comes down to the fact that you are staying far away from failure. Maybe it's poor exercise selection. Maybe you're not training in that five to 15 rep range, right? You end up getting just a lot of junk. It's, it's, you're accumulating a lot of volume. You're doing a lot of stuff, but it's not specific to building muscle. So then you, in your quad, so you end up having to do a lot of volume to make up for that. And you could get away with doing a lot less. You could be more efficient if you do these things that I talked about. And you find, and you will probably find that getting in that eight, you probably won't be able to do eight sets as much as you think for leg training. And then again, 10 to 20 is going to be more than enough for the entire week for leg training. If you do these things that we talked about there with that. Also too, if you go more than let's say eight to 10 sets per workout, again, what's the kind of quality of it as you get to that 10th, 11th? I know for me, if I'm doing 10 plus sets of quad work and workout, man, those last, you know, Let's say I did 15 sets, those last five sets, man, I don't know what that quality would be like there with that. So again, we probably want to limit doing more than eight to 10 sets per week. And I think training the quads about two, three times per week seems to be that kind of sweet spot there with that. Again, a lot of clients are shocked at how much little volume they can do and see results. Before it was like, before they came in to me, they were like, man, I felt like I had to do 20 plus sets of quads per week. Now I'm doing less and I'm getting more out of it. And again, it's because we focused on all these things here initially, right? We did more than just back squats. We started to use progressive overload. We worked through a full range of motion and we spent more time in that lengthened position. We started to use heel elevation. We work more in the five to 15 rep range and we train closer to failure, right? You do all those things and you end up finding that you don't necessarily need as much volume as you think to build muscle, right? Maybe change your mindset from chasing as much volume and how much volume you need to be doing versus, hey, let's try and improve that stimulus and execution. And when we do that, we can get away with doing a lot less there with that. So hopefully that sums up quad training. I hope that you'll take these. There's probably at least one or two of these that you can apply to your training right now, and you're going to see a massive difference in your quad training. So hopefully this was helpful. Let me know if you have any questions and I will chat with you next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.